Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, this is Omar Miller. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Radio.com podcast network. iTunes and Spotify is where you find us. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on social media. Ballers, the season ends and once again leaves me on the edge of my seat. It's like, it's like every good show that makes you craving another season. And to talk about the, that with us is the man who played Charles on the show, the big fella Omar Benson Miller. Omar, what's going on, bro? Oh, life is good. What's happening with you? Just uh, Other than being on the edge of your seat, of course. On the edge of my seat, uh, trying to not turn on ESPN and hear something about Trump and national anthems, but unfortunately I can't do that. <laughs> uh, you don't even have to tune into ESPN for that. Unfortunately, that's uh, it's invaded everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you can walk in the street to the city and you'll hear about it somehow or you'll get a Twitter notification or something. Uh, well, I mean, what do you think on, on that? I mean, you're a, you're a football fan, right? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think that, first of all, I believe that Cheeto is a buffoon. <laughs> and I think that he shows it nonstop. He he constantly puts his foot in his mouth, and the only time he removes it is to put his other foot in his mouth. <laughs> and it's uh, you know it's unfortunate that there's such a disconnect in the country right now and such a divide. But I think this is eventually the the route to healing because it's becoming an issue that's uh, a them versus us, and it shouldn't be that. That's not what it's about, you know? Yeah. I mean, are you – what team – do you have a team, favorite team? Uh, well, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. I'm a Raiders fan. Grew up a Raiders fan. Okay. And a lifelong Raiders fan. But we're going through a divorce. Mm. There, there's, some, there's some trouble in paradise because uh, the situation that we have it, with the Raiders leaving California, I just can't support. I really can't support. It was actually something that I was happy about that they covered in the show. Even though, you know, the way that we covered it, obviously there's only, it, it, you know, it's not verbatim what's happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was happy that we touched on it because the Raiders are California. I don't care if they would have went to San Diego. I don't care if they're in Oakland. don't care if they're in L.A. You know, I don't even care if they're the Modesto Raiders. Mm-hmm. But it's a California staple. we got to have it. Did that for you, I mean, did, did the show and you guys addressing that, uh, kind of mean a lot to you. I mean, I get into it. I mean, everyone who watches you get into it. It's like real life stuff going on with Vernon and getting suspended and the move to the move to Vegas potentially. Did you kind of have have more of an impact than you being a fan? Well, you know what? It's interesting because we were fictionalizing our stuff, mm-hmm. so there's only so much of an impact that we could have because we're watching the real life, you know, action take place and play out. So. For me, just just the idea that the Raiders, because I really have been, you can check all my socials, you can check everything. I've been a Raiders fan for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So this idea of them moving, it really does have me conflicted. Just like this idea of them getting blown out in Washington has me conflicted. <laughs> because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
we got the best O-line in the game, supposedly, and it didn't work out the right way. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like the whole thing with society. There's a lot of disconnect going on right now, and it seems like there's a little bit, at least this past Sunday with the Raiders as well. I'm hoping it's an early season thing with them, and then they rattle off a series of wins now, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's too early. Plus, the Redskins are home. It's prime time. You know they were going to be amped up. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the offensive line could not block uh, a I stuffed mean, animal, let alone a dudes, defender. Right? Yeah, I mean, who's the, the <laughs> defensive? They who? couldn't block anybody on Twitter on Sunday, yeah. let alone block, <laughs> yeah. I block mean, the uh, actual defensive line. Yeah, they couldn't block. Yeah, I mean, fi- hey, finding the block for people on Twitter, finding that button seems to be a struggle, but not for uh, the Cheeto himself, as, as you like to call him. Um, but has a, uh, I got to ask, with season three coming to an end, has season four of Ballers been confirmed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That got confirmed. I mean, the show is record-breaking, yeah. and that got confirmed early on. I think that um, it's great. Working for HBO is great, and I think that the way that they handle it it's fantastic because they let the fans understand, hey, you guys can invest your time and your focus on this. We're not just going to leave you hanging. So they let you know fairly quickly, hey, we're coming right back at it. You had the interview with none other than Eric Mangini for the Rams GM job <laughs> in the final interview. Former Jets. The man genius. Yeah. Not so much with the Jets, but maybe on the show he was good. Uh, well, he, he took the Jets <laughs> to the playoffs, I think, one. I'm a Jets fan, unfortunately. So I've. I've, Man, uh, it's rough on you. Yeah, I mean, I was there Sunday and witnessed a, a victory. Should have brought uh, some lottery tickets after the game because it may not you happen should've, again. Should have won back. You never know. It's been your big day. <laughs> yeah, uh, we wouldn't even have got to do this interview. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you you talking Mangini? Uh, I mean, this is why you're a great actor, by the way. I mean, you have the whole have the whole thing where you're you're going by the books. You bring the book there, and then you know what? You, you get your fired up, passionate speech. Going and Mangini's like, sit your ass down. Let's do an actual interview. Uh, are you allowed to give away, or is it going to be the next episode of uh, the uh, the first episode of season four that you are the next Rams GM? Well, this is why you got to tune in. Oh, there it is. You know, I, I I really on on the real, I have an uh, um, an idea of what's going to happen, but it's not even written yet. Mm. So at this point, I'm in the same spot as you are. But I've spoken with the writers, and they've kind of informed me what's going on. But I do believe that next season, the thing that I did like about this finale is that it wasn't neat, you know? Mm-hmm. It, uh, like for my character, and I tell people all the time, I believe I have the, the best character arc on the whole show because my guy's super relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's vulnerable. He's confused at times. He has a great support system in his wife and his friends. Uh, but he's, a, he's a, the most regular of the bunch, if you will. You know, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a guy that's, just going through life, he's trying to figure his, his way. He's trying to find his way. And I think everybody can identify with that. Uh, in this situation, he has the potential of starting a new chapter, and we're already seeing the strain of what that has done to his marriage. He's a new father. His wife is supportive, but we all know what the long distance is like. So there's, there's so many different ways the writers can go, and I'm interested to see what they come up with because uh, when we start shooting again, um, I'm anticipating more confusion and, you know, conflict for Charles. Yeah, the- That's the thing. He's, since the show started, my guy, Charles Green, has been in a state of conflict. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's always trying to figure it out. 
and there were so many questions that left to be unanswered, and that's how you do it. And it's just unfortunate for me. You got to wait a whole year. Like, can we just, right? can we start season we four like in the winter? Like, I, like Netflix and chill, HBO and chill with some ladies, so I could watch Ballers, and like end of the episode, you bang like whatever it is. Like, <laughs> I mean, can't that happen? <laughs> like, come on now. I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting to see. I think that they're pretty happy with the schedule that they have as of now, which mm-hmm. is our show dropping in the summer, the summer to tease, uh, you know, football yeah. to tease the 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 NFL season, mm-hmm. and then the NFL season comes on right behind us and actually gives the full satisfaction. I and I so got. I, I think. It's, sorry, continue. It's where we are. No, yeah. no, that's all. No big. Um, I gotta, I gotta give props to your wife and the show. I mean, Jasmine. Uh, it was Jasmine Simon, just beautiful. Yeah, oh my God, she is. Oh uh... no, no, no. She forget about it. She's a great scene partner mm-hmm. because you know what? She is beautiful, and she obviously fits the profile of a of a player's wife mm-hmm. uh, with her beauty. And I think the one thing that she did is that she lobbied successfully to make her character more dynamic. Mm-hmm. You see how they included her this year with uh, her being a doctor and what's going on with Ricky's head. And, you know, her her being actually involved mm-hmm. in the storyline outside of just being the supporting wife. So she's trying to help Ricky get his mind together because of the potential problems maybe that he suffered in the league. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and, I mean, a lot of the actors. I mean, obviously we'll talk about The Rock. John David Washington is terrific. Rob Corddry, is this guy like the kind of like the clown behind the scenes? Like, is he the one guy that makes you all crack up besides you when you guys are filming? Rob's a really funny guy in real life. It's not just uh, that's not just the writers doing that for him. You know, everybody's seen him in several movies from mm-hmm. Hot Tub Time Machine to, to Ballers he, to, to before that. He's a really, really cool guy. He's from Boston. He's a sports head, and he's super creative. So I don't know. We have a, we have a cast that makes you just – it makes you want to go to work. Because all the guys have, we come from such different walks of life that everybody has their story. And we, we all have something to share there. What What is it like, uh, Omar? Again, Omar Omar Miller joining us, plays Charles on Ballers. You've seen, you've seen him in uh, everything. Also, 8 Mile, I mean, working with Eminem, being an Eminem music video. Uh, you follow him on Twitter, at Omar Miller. Uh, what is it like working with The Rock? The guy is the highest paid actor now in showbiz, makes a seamless transition from a wrestler to an actor, and the guy's like an icon, and he's got more money than all of us basically combined. Uh, how cool is it working with The Rock? The man. Mm-hmm. You know, as cool as he comes off on TV, he's an even cooler cucumber in real life, man. The guy is is the most humble superstar you'll ever be around. And I've been around a lot of superstars in my career. I've been very for, uh, uh, fortunate and blessed to to work a lot and to see somebody who is at the peak of his fame and power and have the confidence to not have to hoard that over anyone. You know, he's not a guy that you're waiting for to come out of the trailer. He comes to work prepared. He's a real class act and he's a leader there on set. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy to get to work with him. Dwayne's the kind of guy, me and my friends, we say he's the kind of guy you want at the barbecue. You know, you would, uh, after after work, you would still invite him over to hang out, not just a, a work friendship. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. And if, and if you were 
a single dude, you want him as a wingman because he's the freaking rock. If you want to beat no, someone's last, ass. That's the last thing you want. <laughs> that's true, yeah. I mean, your that's eyes. That's actually <laughs> the last thing you want if you're a single man is the rock as your wingman because like, he's going to go from the wingman to the main man. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But I guess if it's like a group of maybe like 12 girls, maybe you get one of them. The rock says, hey, can you please take my friend Jake here? He's a little chubby, a little overweight, <laughs> but uh, please take one. I'll take the other 11. I'll be like, all right, I'll take 12. I'll take the scraps. Um, <laughs> but he's also the guy you want to beat someone's ass. He's the guy you want to be the badass. I mean, the rock has it all. I mean, what what a dude uh, to work with and does an awesome job on the show. And then he's getting paid pretty uh, handsomely for, for it. What was it like? I mean, you talked about you've been and done so much stuff from CSI you've been on. Um, you were in 8 Mile. Uh, all the get rich or die trying. You've done so much uh, various uh, roles in your career. What was it like? You talk about The Rock. I feel like, I don't know about the opposite side of the spectrum, but working with Eminem had to be, and that was earlier in your career, had to be a lot different than working with The Rock. It was a lot different, partially because I was a lot different. Mm-hmm. I literally had just gotten out of college, and, uh, you know, that I was so young and so hungry and so new, you know, I was so naive. And it was great because that was Marshall's first movie, and there was probably the best cast ever assembled as far as, like, fun behind the scenes goes. We had a blast. You gave basically a bunch of early 20-somethings the keys to a major American city. And we had a blast in Detroit. It was just, uh, it, it's, it's definitely a different experience because M is more of an introvert, whereas Dwayne is somebody who literally is, you know, his fans approach him and he approaches them and he's just more equipped to handle that sort of demand, that sort of mass, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially now with the world of social media being around and everything. When I was working with M, it was still celebrity itself wasn't as transparent you know like celebrity now has become more transparent which to me sucks because some of the allure is lost when i was a kid i had no idea what michael jackson actually did i had no idea what you know blair underwood or like heather lockley or bill cosby i had no idea what they were doing on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. there's no chance that i could actually find out what pedro guerrero was eating for lunch you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like those kind of things just didn't happen. But now with the advent of social media, everybody shares everything, which humanizes people on, a, you know, uh, so the celebrities on a certain level. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know what everyone's doing on Snapchat. You know when they're taking a dump. You know when they're what they're Come on, man. doing everything. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot to... It's a lot to digest, pun yeah. intended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could say this. I mean, he's, I guess he's not guilty yet, so I'd rather not know what Bill Cosby's doing on an everyday basis. Um, but any of those... In general, though, but I don't really want to know what anybody's doing on a day-to-day basis. That's, yeah. that's, that's my thing. I actually like... I'm a little bit older generationally where I feel like uh, privacy is more valuable than transparency when it comes to your, your social life and your private life, and that's something that's been changed. And... Um, you know, it's just an interesting. It's just an interesting animal. Yeah, social, really interesting animal. Social media has changed the game. Um, it is, and even even with this issue with the NFL, yeah, it's changed the game. Because one thing that I'll say, and this is what I'm going to cover on my podcast, I'm about to record, is that the millennials catch a lot of flack for being 
you know, uh, entitled and so on and so forth. I don't think they get enough credit for being a generation of disruptors, because if you look at the shared economy and everything that's come from it, it's really changed the world. And in that, in that shared economy and whatnot, you also now see a situation where, okay, they don't mind disrupting the status quo. And whether that means the protest or whether that means being vocal about inequality or whatever it is. And I believe that that's good for society and it's good for the world. Tell us about your podcast a little bit. So my podcast is called The Ozone. Uh, it's on uninterrupted.com. And it's myself and my brother Terry, who's also my producing partner. And we are uh, making you privy to a conversation amongst actual brothers in the living room. It is unfair, it is partial, it is non-PC. You can hear anything on the ozone. And we say what people are thinking and what a lot of people say in the living room. I can't beat the name of that either. The ozone. You have entered <laughs> the ozone. Um, can you tell us, we got a couple minutes left here with Omar Mel. can you tell us one story on the show behind the scenes of something that went down that was amazing or memorable or hilarious that we don't know about? I can tell you something awesome. So Dwayne and I did a scene in season one where I'm talking about coming back. It was just he and I on a football field. Mm -hmm. And we were recording late on uh, Friday night. We call them Fridays, which turns into early on a Saturday morning. And actually it was Super Bowl weekend because I went out and flew out to the Super Bowl that year. It was the Patriots versus the Seahawks the next morning. And that night we shot the scene and we talked. Both of us are big dudes. We were talking about how hard it was to get size 15s before the Internet. And I was telling him how my cousin, when I was in college, he was a professional basketball player. He was playing in uh, Japan. And he took all the 15s from his boys and sent them back home to me. So I had a whole bunch of used shoes. And so it was awesome. And I was telling him the story. He was like, yeah, man, it was rough. And he was just talking about financial hardships going up and so on and so forth. So, cut to a little bit later. Actually, it wasn't Super Bowl weekend. I'm sorry. It was, uh, it was, it was Thanksgiving weekend because I was going home. And cut to right after New Year's, we have a, uh, a read-through. And he grabs me and he says, hey, is your car here? I said, yeah, you need a ride somewhere? He said, no, 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 come here. Come with me for a second. I go into one of his trailers, one of his trailers, one of them. and... And he goes in the back and comes out with two giant duffel bags full of shoes. The guy said, you know what, man? I was cleaning out my closet, and I, I thought about you in the conversation we had a few months back. And I said, you know what? I want to hook the big daddy up. So he calls me. <laughs> the guy blessed me with 50 pair of shoes. 50? All brand new. Wow. So many shoes I couldn't even fit them in my car. <laughs> like I needed... I needed to, to pile in the shoes in other people's cars because he blessed me with so many shoes. And maybe, and it just goes to show what kind of duty is, but maybe the funniest part about that whole story is I'm putting the shoes in. He's like, hey, but I'm going to need my duffel bag, though. So. <laughs> he was so serious about the duffel bag. The guy gave me about $30,000 worth of shoes and was ice cold about his duffel bags. <laughs> he does some secret business with those bags. Damn, jeez. I guess so. Maybe I was involved in some sort of smuggle I didn't know about. <laughs> they were all your size, though? What size shoe are you guys? He, he wears, we, wear, we both wear 15. That's oh. what we were talking about, how oh, hard okay. it was 
you know, and he's that kind of guy. He's a thoughtful dude, whereas, you know, that's something that he remembered. He didn't have to remember that, dude. This guy literally is the hardest working man you know. He's always busy. Every hour of the day is regimented. He's super disciplined. For him to think of me randomly when we weren't even hanging out just goes to show the kind of, you know, the kind of the kind of person he is. That's a little little quick anecdote for you. Oh, well, that's a good one. Omar Miller, uh, The Rock giving away 50 pairs of shoes like it's a goodwill <laughs> out here. Uh, incredible. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm sure they were a pretty penny for each one of them. Omar Miller, follow him on Twitter, at Omar Miller, and listen to The Ozone as your Oakland Raiders will write the ship. And I do think they're at least going to go to the AFC Championship, Omar. I think if, if they don't get by the Patriots, hey, so be it. But I can't see them not getting they, it. They can, they can beat the Patriots. Uh, the issue, I think, is just like it always is in the NFL, it's injury. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't know what's going to happen in the NFL season. That's why you got to watch. And if, so if, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, Jake. Yeah. Take care, Omar. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 